Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 68 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines for you today and dive deep into the value that we found across today's slates, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. Uh, If you are on YouTube watching it live or the recorded video, please hit that subscribe button and you might as well hit that notification as well so you never miss the drop of a live show. If you are listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcasting directory, make sure you hit the sub button there as well. We always release the audio version after every live show is over. Second item on the docket, as always, if you got an extra moment and you could be so kind please take a few moments hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you last but not least head on over to this episode's description where you will find the talk in the line link tree first link in the description within that link tree you will locate all of the ttl crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please ladies and gentlemen beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show i am your humble host colton colt 45 sroka and it is my pleasure to kick things off on today's show for you i can't thank you enough for taking just a few uh hour and a half here just about two hours usually a little under to spend with the crew here get some uh cold hard locks some knowledge and a little bit of comedy and motivation sprinkled in in between without further ado it's time to really get this show started and bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast. A young man whose white socks are good, bad, in between. We have no idea, so we will be staying far away from them on today's pod. So if you're looking for white socks analysis, you won't find it here. You can see how deep his Green Bay Packers fandom runs by the G across his chest. And not to mention, his Bulls fandom runs about equally. 
Without further ado, the man I lock arm in arm with every single day and get in the trenches for the battle with the books, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R-Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, not too bad at all. Ready to kick off the week nice and hot. We had a decent little week last week, and uh, you know I'm ready to build on that. I had a nice little relaxing weekend. Uh, plenty of sports action to watch. Ooh. I... Uh, you know, I was uh, going a little too late. I don't know if that golf tournament is still going on. I don't know if they're on the twentieth playoff. Yeah, I haven't. Right now. Uh, I, haven't I haven't been. Uh, you know, kind of tuned out after mm-hmm. the. You know, the eighth. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it uh, definitely a wild finish to the Travelers Championship, as you were alluding right. to there, partner. If you guys did not know, uh, some juicy stuff we'll definitely get into there with the rants and reactions. Um, for the second half of the show, might as well let you guys know a little bit about that. We got the UFC fight night this past mm-hmm. weekend to get into. Uh, we got a little bit of NBA playoff and NHL playoff action to get into. Finally, the Stanley Cup finals start tonight. My Habs versus the Lightning. We will definitely be getting into to that deep so make sure you stick around for the second half of the show for the ransom reactions we got plenty of other stuff outside of what i just mentioned to get into for the first half of the show though however we got uh quite the show to kick off your week here as always kicking off with the best bets of the day you know the deal our mags best bets gets things going he's got four best bets coming at you two coming out of one game two coming out of separate games so there's his four if you read the description, you see the crew's got 10 picks coming at you. So that leaves the remaining six for me. I got four coming out of two games and then the remaining two coming out of two separate games. So it is a loaded slate for our best bets of the day today. And then you know the deal. Monday brings another Monday Madness Parlay special play today. Three-legger, one pick from each of the slates today, NBA MLB and NHL and it is paying out right at plus 500 odds so I suggest as soon as we drop it down or if you just get the best bets of the day segment make sure you lock it into your bet slip we are starting this week off strong with special plays I don't care what anybody says last week on special plays was quite the conundrum and the week before was absolutely stupendous so we are going back to the right track on the up escalator, right trend here for the special plays. You know the third segment of the day, Moneyline Dice stopping by for their usual role. Pretty consistent trend here, coming for an MLB game. Tonight's matchup they are targeting is between the Los Angeles Angels and the New York Yankees this evening. So they will be rolling promptly for the third segment of the day. That'll wrap things up for the betting portion, and then we'll get into the aforementioned second half of the show. Then, wrapping things up, I'm going to share a little bit of a message on moving things out of the way that stand in your way of success for my motivation minutes today. So make sure you stick around for for the very end of the pod to get you a little inspiration to get you through this Monday. But for now, before we get going, partner, anything I missed, anything I uh, didn't hit from this past weekend, anything you needed to lay down before we dive deep into today's action? I mean, we're definitely going to touch on it, but all I'll say is the war on sticky stuff rages on. Yes, sir, it does. Rages on. Hey, it's sticking. It's sticking. It's sticking. sticking. The war on sticky stuff is sticking. We'll see what happens, but we will definitely get into that in today's rants and reactions. Thank you for reminding me, partner. uh, Yeah, a little little brim of the hat here. Grip for my hammer. But for (laughs) now. 
Cut all the nonsense, cut all the drama, cut all the banter that you could go to every single other sports outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks and run in tickets to the window with the crew all day and night long. So let's get into it. First segment of the day, the TTL crew's best bets of the day. And without further ado, first half of the first segment, RMAG's best bets of the day. Told you he's got four picks coming at you. They are all MLB plays, and they got some serious value. He said, partner, we are kicking this week off strong. I don't care what uh, any negativity we are hearing or seeing. I don't care what anybody has to say. You better get your broom out now, pal, because I am coming for the sweep. With that, I can't even add any more. So as always, partner, lay some knowledge down on these fools. And as always, you have the floor. I appreciate it. Little did we know this hammer is the third attachment with the broom that comes out. Yes, that's right. I I forgot about that. Uh, Anywho, first plays, first two plays coming out of the same game here. As my partner mentioned, I've got two coming out of one. First two coming out of the Royals versus Red Sox. I am going both the Red Sox first five minus a half and the first five, excuse me, Red Sox full game minus one and a half. Royals are putting out Danny Duffy for the start versus Garrett Richards, righty for the Red Sox. Now, I say Danny Duffy, but that means a bullpen day for the Royals. Uh, They've made a little bit of transition with Danny Duffy, despite how solid he's actually been. He's going to be coming out of the bullpen. Last couple of outings, he's gone one innings pitched and two innings pitched, and that looks to continue. And now, I say Danny Duffy has been good. But that doesn't mean whenever he's pitching in these bullpen starts that the Royals are good. In those last two that he had come out of the bullpen for, uh, one of them was a start actually went in an inning. The other one is actual bullpen uh, you know, appearance. Um, and he's been good in those two, but the team has allowed six and nine runs in each start. And the Royals have lost both of those games. Now the Royals bullpen, 4.36 ERA on the season, 6.13 ERA in their last 10 games. So just because this Danny Danny Duffy is coming in with some really solid numbers has no indication on how this full game is going to go. Not to mention Danny Duffy is a lefty and the Red Sox hit lefties pretty well. Uh, but anyways, Red Sox coming back home after a sweep over the weekend of the Yankees. Looking like themselves again, once again at home, scored no less than four runs. You might be concerned about Garrett Richards, but he actually does pitch well against Kansas City's offense. Their offense combines for a 148 batting average against Richard in their Richards in in their careers. Uh, so I have no problem backing Richards for the Red Sox today. Royals offense actually, you know, we've mentioned it, they're kind of up and down when they're on the upswing, you might want to back them. Right now it's not the case. 189 batting average last 5 versus righties. 254 batting average min- minuscule 1.51 runs per 9 partner. This Royals offense is looking Pretty shaky here on the road the la- uh, last week or so, so I'm very happy to take both the Red Sox in the first five, or yeah, first five and the full game. So there you go, uh, Red Sox first five run line minus a half, and the Red Sox full game run line minus one and a half. I love it. Uh, don't really know why the Royals are tossing out Duffy again. Doesn't really seem to make any sense. And not to mention he is zero and six against Boston in his career with mm-hmm. a seven point two six ERA. Right. So I will uh, gladly back you on these first two best bets of the day my friend uh anything else you needed to add there yeah no kind of what you said there like i said i didn't really go too deep into danny duffy because on the season this is by far the best season that he's having uh but you know because of a little bit of an injury issues uh to the rest of their pitching staff 
you know, they've just transitioned him into being uh, every two, three days coming out of the bullpen or even mm-hmm. getting the start for an inning or two. And, uh, you know, obviously he's continued that success for himself, but the team itself, the, that bullpen is no good. So whenever you got a bullpen day for the Royals, it spells doom for them. So happy to back the Red Sox in both spots. Absolutely. There you go. First two best bets of the day. Move it right along into your third best bet of the day, my friend. All right. Third best bet of the day. I've been backing this team for, uh, you know, Better part of a week and a half here, but I am taking once again the Astros minus one and a half on the run line versus the Orioles. You've got Thomas Eshelman on the mound for the Orioles and Zach Granke on the mound for the Astros. This Eshelman guy is going to be making his third start on the season. One of those first two starts he made was last week against these Astros. Allowed eight hits, six earned runs over four innings pitch. The Astros won that game 13 to nothing. It was an absolute beatdown. Probably the exclamation point that the Astros put down for their nice hot streak that they were on over the last 10 days or so. Uh, they won last week's series by a combined 26-3 to over these Orioles over that three-game series. And that was in Baltimore. And now you got the Astros coming home over their last 10 games versus righties. 300 batting average, 382 OBP, 6.60 runs per nine. And like I said, they're coming back home. All of that, a lot of that was on the road. Uh, so we've got another barrage in store, in my opinion. Granke has been solid lately, 3-2-4 ERA here in June. He held Baltimore to one earned runs over seven and a third innings pitch last week in a 3-1 win, the only uh, win for the Astros that wasn't an absolute beatdown. Uh, but as you can see, even when their offense wasn't tearing the cover off the ball, they still took care of that run line. Uh, and now we got Baltimore on the road here coming in versus righties on the road. 197 batting average, 263 OBP, and a brutal 2.77 runs per nine. I'm not backing this Orioles offense on the road here versus righties, and I'm sticking with a red-hot Astros despite a slower day yesterday but a little bit of gloomy, nasty weather there in Detroit. So I'm not taking that for uh, you know, for what it's worth. So I'm loving this Astros team once again, partner. Absolutely. I am back in the well with you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that, that Detroit team is actually pretty doggone scrappy right now, and I might just have a play on yeah. them. Uh, but this Orioles team has all but fallen off the edge of the cliff at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, the Astros, especially with Granke on the mound and Eshelman on the mound for the O's, there is nothing about this game that points to the Orioles keeping this within one run. And we also might have another play coming out of this game, too, for the special play of the day. So make sure you stick around for the second segment. But, partner, that's three. How about number four, pal? Number four. You're not going to like this, partner, but ah, I've got fuck. the Cubs versus Brewers game. Here. Now, it is the first five, so your Cubs can still get it. You always stay that horse, action. and then when you bet on them, they lose. Anyways, Brewers' first five money line is my fourth pick here. Going to be in Milwaukee. You've got Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubs and my man Freddie Peralta righty for the Brewers. Peralta has been one of my favorite pitchers to back, if not one or two. Uh, Peralta's 2-11 ERA on the season, 1-4-8 ERA in June. He has gotten better and better as the season goes on. And in, in his home park, a 1.55 ERA. So he is tearing tearing these offenses down when they come into Milwaukee. And actually, versus these Cubs, he's actually seen them three times this season. 1.8 ERA over those three starts. Brewers won all three outright. Uh, the first fives were pretty close, but the Brewer, I believe, is actually 1-1-1. One, one, and one. So the Brewers are looking to buck that trend here. Uh, against this Cubs lineup, that versus righties, you're not going to like it. But last 10, 152 batting average, 231 OBP. 
2.44 runs per nine. They're not tearing the cover off the ball all too well versus righties right now. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> and in their last 10 games, they are four and six straight up, have scored more than two runs only twice. This team's not really clipping along here, and I love Freddie Peralta to hold them down. Now on the other side, I do like Kyle Hendricks a lot. I was kicking the tires around on the under. Although that number is pretty low at seven right now. Hendricks, like I said, I like him a lot. But Peralta has been just a bit better. And this Brewers offense is hitting righties just a little bit better right now. They're actually seven and one straight up over their last eight games, scoring at least five in six of those eight games. And versus uh, righties in their last 10, 245 batting average, 318 OBP, and 4.40 runs per nine. So not you know, destroying righties right now, but definitely a step up from what they were over a week ago. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game here in the first five, but I do think Peralta holds them down to zero or one, so it might only take a couple runs from this Brewers offense here. You know, they uh, took care of the Rockies over the weekend at home, so I have no problem backing Freddie Peralta in the first five here, partner. I could have about pulled this play out of your head before you even dropped it down. I know Peralta's your man. Uh, it's kind of funny, though. Hendricks has been your man in certain spots as well wrong. on that Cubs run line. Um, obviously, I can't back you. I can't, <laughs> I can't I bet against my team. I know. Um, I love your analysis. I know the Cubs have been ice cold at the plate. They're kind of in that midseason slump mm. right now. I do see them getting out of it. They're a great team. But sure. as for the first five, it could definitely be a struggle, um, you know, Fingers crossed for me. They don't get totally torched. And like you said, maybe the end of the game here, we have something going. But uh, do like your analysis. Me as a Cubby fan, you can pound sand with all of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. But me as a sports betting analyst, love your play. Brewers first five money line. There you go. There you have it. Armags four best bets of the day. Now, uh, if you're tuning in just a little bit late or uh, whatever the case might be, you know, you didn't have your cup of coffee brewed yet, or maybe the uh, bacon was still crackling in the skillet, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, we'll be sure to recap all of our mag's best bets of the day here in just a little bit once we get through the next segment. But for now, let's get into the second half of the first segment of the day. You know the drill, my best bets of the day. Told you at the top, we got six plays coming from me for you today no hesitation no delay i'm not going to waste any time here you need some plays you need to get them hammered into your sports book so let me get on into it without further ado first two best bets of the day coming out of one game between the pittsburgh pirates and the colorado rockies i am taking the pittsburgh pirates first five run line plus a half and i'm also taking their full game money line few reasons for this uh pittsburgh has really heated up over the course of the last week here they are have won actually four out of their last six and three out of their last five that has all been over the course of that week they actually handled business against st louis over the weekend rather surprisingly dominated them yesterday Yesterday with a rookie pitcher on the mound. Uh, I was very high on him getting his first official start. I can't remember his last name. Shame on me. Uh, but the Pirates are hot right now. But on the flip side, my partner kind of mentioned a little bit, uh, Colorado's cooling off here. They've only won one out of their last five games and one out of their last seven games. Now, we all know that the Rockies have been super hot at Coors Field all season long, but I don't really think that that's going to play a huge factor here today, just with how cold that they have been playing overall. And then also the 
this pitching matchup today looms super large for me. You got Tyler Anderson, the lefty, on the mound for the P. Roots, and uh, the lefty, Kyle Freeland, on the mound for the Rockies. Now, Anderson, he doesn't really have the best top-line numbers. He hasn't really been the greatest pitcher overall. I, I can't say anything against that. There's no argument that I possibly have. However, he is striking batters out at a 20.5% rate right now, and he has a combined 22 Ks over his last five starts. Colorado's actually 14th in the MLB uh, with 9.07 Ks on average per game. So I like him to have a pretty good outing, maybe five, six, seven Ks. Maybe partner drums up a little bit of a uh, prop of the day K prop here with some of those numbers. Who knows? He has also struggled a little bit on the road, that being Anderson, but he is facing his former team in Colorado, who he pitched for six years. And I think he has a little bit of that FU mentality going in there today and wants to shut them down, especially on his old stomping grounds. Now for Freeland on the opposing bump, he has been the complete opposite of anything that you want to back or put your money on. If you can look at these numbers and want to back him in Coors Field, go right ahead. But as for me, I am steering in the opposite direction. Fade City, two home starts for Freeland so far, eight and two thirds innings pitched with a 475 opponent batting average allowed and a 10.38 ERA. He owns a 6.75 ERA against this Pittsburgh Pirates team with a 378 on base percentage, and he's given up five earned runs or more in three out of his last five starts overall. Not to mention Anderson only giving up three earned runs or less in four out of his last five starts. I mentioned both of these guys are lefties. This also looms large for me. Pittsburgh in their last five games overall, 267 at the plate against lefties, 298 OBP, and a 5.11 runs per nine. As for the Rockies, 148 batting average over their last five Ooh, last five against lefties, 220 OBP against lefties, and 176 runs per nine in those last five. I absolutely love the Pittsburgh Pirates to dominate Freeland. And even though Anderson hasn't had the best numbers overall, I think he should uh, be pretty doggone good. And for any runs that he gives up, I love for Freeland to give up just as many, if not twice as many. And then for my money line play, a couple final closing thoughts here. I'm looking at the bullpens. Uh, Pittsburgh's 12th in the MLB, actually, with a 3.87 bullpen ERA, where Colorado almost ranks dead last, 29th in the MLB, 5.54. Once this gets up, uh, or this Pittsburgh Pirates team gets done beating the mess out of Freeland, they will gladly hop into the bullpen and proceed to open a can of whoop-ass on them. And last but not least, a couple key trends. Colorado is 0-5 straight up after allowing five or more runs in their previous game. Pittsburgh is 7-1 straight up in the last eight meetings between these two teams and 6-0 straight up in the last six meetings in Colorado. Give me all of the Pittsburgh Pirates' first five run line plus a half and their full game money line. I like it, man. I, uh, you know, I, I think the Pirates are going to put up some runs on Freeland. So I think the biggest key is going to be Anderson versus that offense. And like you said, strikeout rate for him compared to the Colorado offense strikeout rate. I think this might be the right matchup for Anderson. So I think it I, is. I think I'm going to have to back you on both of these. I know uh, you were a little bit tentative with Anderson's numbers on the road. And honestly, a couple of plays I've backed Anderson and there've been those question marks and he's alleviated any pain that I've had. Sure. I just think that Freeland is going to give up way more runs than he possibly can in yeah. any spot. So. And that uh, the Pittsburgh success as a team in Colorado historically the last six or seven games whatever Real it good. was that ain't nothing against Colorado yeah six and oh straight up Colorado in course field yeah, yeah that ain't nothing so there you go there you have it two best bets of the day going into my third best bet of the day halfway through the card now here we go excuse me goodness gracious uh moving right along third best bet 
I'm going to the matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds, and I am hammering in the Cincinnati Reds' first five money line. This one, again, comes down to the pitching matchup for me, mainly to the pitching matchup, and a team that uh, has been really, really hot hitting right-handers and cold hitting left-handers. Let me get into it for you, tell you what I'm talking about. Spencer Howard on the mound for the Phils, and Wade Miley, the lefty, on the mound for the Reds. Howard has only pitched eight games, had four official starts, and two road starts for the Phillies so far. In those two road starts, he's gone 12 and two-thirds with a 240 opponent batting average and a 7.11 ERA. He owns a 5.63 ERA in three outings in June so far. He's been giving up the runs at will, and he does not go deep. Most of the time, it is a bullpen day for the Phillies when Howard gets the start. He's still a young guy. They're not fully confident in him really getting out of the third, fourth inning, sometimes even the second inning. The Reds are going to know that. They're going to jump all over him early. This is actually a makeup game from June 2nd, so I absolutely love the Reds to come out and dominate early. It seems to me that the Phillies are kind of putting one of their guys out there, just kind of tossing this game to the side, whereas the Reds are taking this very seriously. We're win now, and they're putting one of their aces on the mound in Wade Miley. He has been dominant for the Reds all season long. 13 starts for him with a uh, six and four record, 75 and two thirds innings pitched with a beautiful 2.85 ERA and a 1.06 whip. He's had six home starts so far as well, 33 and two thirds innings pitched at home, four and two record, 234 opponent batting average, and a 2.67 ERA. He owns a 2.08 ERA in four starts in June, way better than Howard. And not to mention, he has gone seven innings in all but one of those outings where he only went five innings. So I love him to more than cover us in the first five innings here today. And Philadelphia versus lefties over their last five games, only hitting 219 at the plate with a 286 on base percentage and only scoring 2.8 08 runs per nine on average. I think Miley is going to do just fine against some of these power hitters in the Philadelphia lineup. A lot of these guys are actually cold right now, and I think the biggest concern that he needs to have is limiting Bryce Harper. If he can do that, this is going to be fine, easy sailing for the Reds here today, who should absolutely dominate Spencer Howard and uh, the unproven un, uh, ability of his arm so far. So, Third best bet of the day, Cincinnati Reds. First five, money line. Yeah, I'm right there with you on this one, my man. Uh, I think the pitching matchup is really all you, uh, you know, you need to hammer home. The Phillies versus the lefties, not getting it done right now. So uh, I'll be right there with you on this one as well. Appreciate it. You're getting the line uh, right around minus 170. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd suggest you hammer that in right now. The books are uh, definitely seeing this as uh, how that game plays out. Yeah, I feel like that's been, uh, you know, at least maybe just the ones that I've been backing. But it uh, seems like that's a good number for first five favorites. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So there's the third best bet of the day. Keep it moving. Keep it grooving. Keep it rolling. Keep it rocking. All the above. Fourth best bet of the day. Told you uh, might have a little play on this team just a little bit ago, and I do. So I am going on over to the matchup between the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Indians and taking the Detroit Tigers first five run line plus a half. I already said it, but I'll say it again. This Tigers team has been quite scrappy lately. They've actually won four out of their last six games overall and not against no slouches. Those were against the Angels, the Cardinals, 
and the Astros, and it's all recently, so it's not like they were on a slump. This Tigers team is really starting to tick up and is really starting to try and ruin some seasons or, or bump up some midway seasons sure. at least uh, for some of these teams, and I absolutely love what I'm seeing from this lineup right now. Uh, backed them yesterday in uh, the first five innings, backed them on Saturday with Mize on the mound. They are a scrappy bunch, and I will gladly back them here again today against Cleveland, who's kind of been back and forth mm-hmm. and lacks any type of real consistency on the season they've lost three out of their last five and those losses actually came to the ice cold cubs as much as i hate to say that and the minnesota twins who have been just as inconsistent but not to mention all of that this pitching matchup looms super large for me last week my partner faded this man on the mound for the cleveland indians and that is eli morgan you cannot look at his numbers and honestly think that anything his offense could do would pull him out of the trenches uh he pitched decently in his last game against the Cubs for the first three innings and then the floodgates opened Uh, and I just told you the Cubs are ice cold my partner told you the Cubs are ice cold I'm a Cubby fan you got to believe it it is what it is but as for Morgan three official starts so far with a 13 earned or 13 earned runs over those starts he really from what I've seen he lacks that dominant punch out pitch he doesn't really have from what I've seen, what it takes to be a major league pitcher, a lot of those guys uh, that are seeing him at the plate are really seeing that 0-2-1-2 pitch extremely well. Uh, he gets up and then he just lays a meatball right over the middle, and I think it's going to be a heyday for the Tigers, who have all of a sudden found their bats lately. And I don't think, once again, that I can back somebody who's gone 11 and a third innings pitched with a 347 opponent batting average allowed, a 370 on base percentage, 10.32 ERA, and a 1.68 whip you want to back it go right ahead but i will not be as for the opposing bump who i am backing is matt manning he's had only official two starts officially two starts but he has been solid in them both 10 and two thirds innings pitched 220 opponent batting average 289 on base percentage 3.38 era and a 1.22 whip command has been a bit of an issue for him he has had a few more walks than i would like to see but i think that's just early rookie season jitters i think that he is going to ease back on into form from what a lot of these people were talking he is the tigers top prospect so i love him to rebound i think this is a uh, potential field day for him against this cleveland indians lineup that really is uh as i said not as consistent as i think they should be and i think this tigers team jumps all over eli morgan early matt manning Eh, he might give up one or two runs, but I think this Tigers team is going to give him more than enough run support. And at the very least, we get a half run backing. So a tie is just fine as well. So fourth best bet of the day, Detroit Tigers, first five run line plus a half. Thank you, my sir. Man, yeah, this is uh, without a doubt my favorite of your six picks uh, on the day here. I just don't uh, have any faith whatsoever in Elon Morgan. I mean, you mentioned your Cubs. They touched him up and then kind of Good. fell right back into their struggles of what they were up until yeah, they, they won, faced him. they won that game 7-1. to one. Right. Yeah. And then they quickly fell back into those ways. So mm-hmm. all that tells me is that Eli Morgan is a uh, meatball factory. And uh, as you mentioned, Tigers are no scrubs, my man. Nope. If you're not paying too close attention, you <clears throat> might just uh, you know assume that they're bottom of the league anything like that but that's not really the case they'll get you when you're least expecting it absolutely any given day in the mlb Mm -hmm. my friends not just any given sunday so there you go fourth best bet of the day told you i got six coming at you so that leaves one game two picks going to the matchup between the san francisco giants and the los angeles dodgers 
and you know I got to go back to the well. I got to side with my boys. The two picks I'm taking, the San Francisco Giants, first five run line plus a half, and their full game money line. I think both prices on these lines are way too good for you to pass up. I am certainly not passing them up, and let me tell you why. Once again, comes down to the pitching matchup for me. You have uh, Anthony DiSclefani on the mound for the Giants and Trevor Bauer on the mound for the Dodgers. Both of those guys' names precede themselves, but just a few key things I'm looking at. DiSclefani, you know, I I talk about him all the time. I don't even know how much more I can talk this guy up, Mm -hmm. but a few key stats. On the road, he has been the guy that the Giants can depend on. Nine starts, 4-1 record, 174 opponent batting average allowed, 184 ERA, 1.84 ERA on the road. So DiSclefani has been dominant. He owns a 1.00 ERA in four June starts so far, and he had one bad outing in his last 10 actually against these Dodgers. I don't want to say it, but he did give up 10 earned runs. It was kind of a shit show. But that being said, with how dominant he's been and the pitcher he is, he's had that circled on his calendar, this date circled on his calendar as the rebound time, and I love him in the rebound spot. As for Trevor Bauer, he is still Bauer outage. He still is a dominant pitcher, striking out some of the most dominant hitters in the game. However... He's given up three earned runs and at least three earned runs and four out of his last five starts. He's got a 3.55 ERA in the month of June and San Francisco already faced him once. He was pretty doggone good, but once again, this Giants offense in that rebound spot, I feel like the Giants team, anybody on the Giants team, any portion of the Giants team, you put them in the rebound spot and they have an absolutely great game. Giants coming off of a rough, rough game against Oakland yesterday. I believe it ended 7-1, 6-1. I turned the game off after 6 or 7 because they weren't putting up any runs. I think it is a total flip of the script here uh, for the Giants, and I think a lot of the public is going to run to the Dodgers uh, just because of how they played versus the Cubs over the weekend, but we keep telling you the Cubs haven't been that good, and the Giants are facing have faced a pretty doggone good Oakland Athletics team, and not to mention the Giants are still pretty damn good. So as for the pitching matchup, that takes care of my first five, but for the money line, some key trends I'm looking at. Giants, 7-1, straight up, you know me, last eight Monday games overall. Homer for day of the week trends, kick off the week hot, these San Francisco Giants do. I would say Monday might be one of the biggest days that you can actually pull that. 150%. (laughs) The Giants are also 20-11 straight up in uh, versus division opponents overall on the season. They're also 5-1 in their last six overall and and 8-2 in their last 10, so they are hot. I think that the public's going to see that loss yesterday, see that they are an underdog, and run to the Dodgers, where I do not think that that is the smart play at all the Dodgers are two and four straight up in their last six three and six straight up in their last nine versus the NL West and San Francisco is 24 and 16 straight up as an away team on the season so you don't have to worry about them not putting up runs or getting the job done away from home that is actually the third best record in the MLB on the road so far this season and a plenty of other things that I could tell you about but one
one final thing. I wanted to whip open the old sports book and uh, tell you with the Dodgers being right around plus, or I'm sorry, the Giants being right around plus 150 right now, uh, plus 155. They're getting 63% of the bets and 84% of the money. I absolutely love that. The sharp side and a little bit of the public is backing them, but the majority of the public is trying to ride there on the Dodgers. So with all of that, I got to go back to the well. You know how I feel about my Giants. Not a whole lot much else I can say. So give me the Giants first five run line plus a half and the Giants full game money line. There you Hammered go. it in. I'm uh, I, I you might have me convinced here. I'm uh, I, del- I love the analysis. You know, if you've listened to me the last couple of weeks, I've been very high on Trevor Bauer. So I'm uh, I'm undecided on this one mainly for that. The Dodgers offense though has been uh, kind of leaving me, uh, yeah, leaving me with a little bit to be desired. So and not I, to uh, mention they faced Alzale yesterday, and then they faced Mills. Mills gave up four runs in the first yeah, two yeah, innings yeah. or something like that, and then they also faced uh, Arietta and Davies. Sure. Arietta's been awful. <laughs> yeah. Davies has been so so. So they did not pay. Uh, face any of the aces out of the Cubs lineup right. and they're facing a pretty doggone good pitcher here today uh actually one of the two aces for the Giants so sure. give me all of the Giants here today man yeah I uh definitely really like the first five plus a half uh you know because I think this just could be a tight tight match I think it is in the first five at least and then yeah. if anybody's gonna mess up I think it's going to be the Dodgers, Dodgers bullpen, bullpen. <laughs> there you go yeah. exactly and then it'll kind of it might be a little 2-0-3-1 finish yeah, right at the like end that, yeah so there you go there you have it my six best bets of the day you have them all now my friends all of the ttl cruise best bets of the day for this beautiful monday of bets june 28th 2021 moving right along into the second segment of the day no hesitation no delay the special play of the day, the Monday Madness Parlay. Told you at the beginning of the show, we got three legs coming at you, one from each of the slates today. There's only one NBA game on tap. You know the deal. It's playoff basketball, Suns versus Clippers. We're staying away from the money line, staying away from the spread, and going to the total. Hockey game, my Habs versus the Lightning. Who knows what we're taking from there. No homer plays. I can assure you of that, however. And we also will be taking an MLB play. And uh, told you we had some additional action from one of my partner's picks already. So, with all that being said about the Monday Madness Parlay, my friend, my pal, my partner, my degenerate gambling legend that sits next to my left. uh, Next to my left. Sits to my left. Next to your left. How about that? Next to my left. I guess so. Uh, Either way, wherever you would like to start, you can see I need some H2O in the system. (laughs) The brain is kind of short-circuiting here. Wherever you'd like to start, kick things off here with the Monday Madness Parlay. You get a little tired, get a little uh, down, I'll pick you right up and we'll uh, keep this thing rolling. All right, I'll leave that one then time. I'm sure you know which one's coming your way. Thank you, sir. First one going to come out of the uh, one of the plays that I already mentioned. Um, we're getting a little bit juicier for the parlay. We are taking the Astros minus two and a half over the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Astros coming in at home. Uh, with Zach Granke on the mound versus Eshelman. I need to refresh myself on his first name, Thomas Eshelman. And uh, 
kind of seeing uh maybe not a 13-0 drubbing like we saw last week when Eshelman took the mound. 12-0. Yeah, 12-0, 11-1, something like that. Uh, but even, you know, I at least I think the Astros put up six, seven runs today. They get back on the, uh, you know, the hot train. Like I said yesterday, they uh, kind of cooled off a little bit against the Tigers. Tigers had some solid pitching matchups for them and a little bit of some, uh, you know, goofy weather there. Um, so I think the Astros get right back hot coming back to their home ballpark. And mm. that Orioles team on the road versus righties has been abysmal on the season. So I see no issues with Zach Granke tearing down the Orioles today and the Astros putting up a boatload of runs so first leg astros minus two and a half absolutely you hit it all astros going home playing that scrappy tigers team facing really good pitchers from that tigers team Mm. and this orioles team not worth a hot damn right now no so uh yeah absolutely love the astros minus two and a half for the first leg second leg of the monday madness parlay my partner was so kind to give me this one we are taking from the NHL, the only Stanley Cup matchup tonight. The last one. The finals are here. The Montreal Canadiens plus one and a half. We're not going to take the money line. I tried to convince my partner. Everybody and their dogs are taking the Tampa Bay Lightning. And you know what we do here at the TTL pod. When everybody's zigging, we zag. But I couldn't get my partner all the way over just because of how good the Lightning have played in Tampa Bay so far in these playoffs. But I could get him on the plus one and a half because I know he has a couple of key trends about those lightning in the first game of a series so far in the playoffs. Yeah, not, uh, you know, not jumping, uh, you know, not quite 0-3 or 1-2 or anything like that. They are 2-1 and one in game ones in the Stanley Club playoffs, uh, but obviously the one loss. And then even their two wins only by one goal. So it's not like they come out and uh, tearing the world down in that game one. Canadians... I believe, obviously, they had the opening series where they lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first game. But aside from that, they get it done, and they keep these games low. Now we're Mm -hmm. coming into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. And a lot of these game ones you see historically kind of similar to how game sevens go where both teams are a little uptight it's the stanley cup playoffs for a lot of guys this is their dream come true and uh you know they don't have their full full focus or you know nerves out of their system quite yet sure and it's going to be a little uptight a little bit of a defensive matchup i don't know how much you have to add as far as the defenses go mm-hmm. but uh the lightning's defense really held down the aisles as far as shots on goal were concerned and i think we see a similar trend there with Carey Price continuing to stand on his head. Yeah, the Habs have been able to do the exact same thing. They've really been limiting. I think they're averaging or uh, their defense is allowing on average right about 2.2 goals mm-hmm. uh, throughout the playoffs so far. And yeah, you just said it. Carey Price has been standing on his forehead. I think he is so large in net tonight, especially being on the road in Tampa Bay. And also Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky will probably play pretty doggone good right. too for the Lightning. No discredit to him. But he'll let one, one or two squeak by here and uh like you said partner it, it's game one of the stanley cup finals these guys on offense are going to be a little tentative i do believe but the defensive intensity is still going to be ratcheted up and these goalies are still going to be playing at the high level they have so second leg of the monday madness parlay the montreal canadians plus one and a half and for the third leg we are going to the hardwood partner told them that was the total total is set at 214 the last time i looked for the matchup tonight between the clippers and the sun sons what side are we taking 
We are taking the over 214 in this matchup. I really like the Suns offense to bounce back from the brutal performances that we saw in games three and four in LA. Now going back to Phoenix, I think they get back to kind of what we saw in game one. Uh, should see some bigger performances from Chris Paul and Devin Booker, shaking some of that rust off of Chris Paul's case. And, uh, you know, Devin Booker after the nose injury, kind of getting himself back into a feel of what he was initially. And I really think the Clippers offense can kind of just keep pace with whatever the, you know, the full game pace is. So I don't think this is going to be a blowout for the Suns. I think, uh, you know, that Suns offense picks it back up. And I think the Clippers offense keeps pace with them. What do you think? Uh, I think that, but I also think the books are trying to set up the public. Mm -hmm. uh, you know me when it comes to the NBA. I'm all about the lines and capping this from a betting perspective. My man is all about, I don't want to say he bets from a fan perspective, but he knows a lot more about the guys on the court than I do. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed that the line, the total, has consistently dropped game in and game out, and it has consistently gone under. Well, now they're dropping it to the lowest point total it has been by far uh, for the first four games between these two teams. And uh, that just sends off nothing but red flags and sirens in my mind when I look at a sports book. A sports book being generous enough to continue to lower the lines for you because the game has just been so doggone low. Not a chance at all. This one's going to go over. I think it's going to be quite similar to game one where we saw 124-113. I think it was right around that score. Like that. Uh, I think it's it, it'll be right around in there, definitely um, within the teens for both of these teams. So we'll get us way over the 214 for the third leg of the Monday Madness Parlay. Thank you, sir. Told you it was right around plus 500 odds. If you missed any legs on the Monday Madness Parlay, not to worry, my friends. Let's just recap all of the best bets of the day, as always, without any hesitation or delay. Here they are on your screen, live and in prime time. Uh, it, what, uh, what's Houston's ballpark called? Minute Maid. Minute Maid. That's right. I was thinking orange. Unless they've changed the name yeah, recently. That's what I didn't know. I thought I maybe so, they though. changed it, but I don't, I, so. I don't know. Either way. We are broadcasting to you live from beautiful Houston, Texas, here in the background. And to kick things off, on the top left top left portion of your screen, you have our Mag's best bets of the day. Recapping his four picks for you real quick. He has the Red Sox first five run line minus a half. Also, the Red Sox full game run line minus one and a half. He has the Houston Astros full game run line minus one and a half. And the Milwaukee Brewers first five money line. Just to the right of that on your screen is my best bets of the day. Got six picks coming at you today. The Pittsburgh Pirates first five run line plus a half. Also the Pirates full game money line. I have the Cincinnati Reds first five money line. The Detroit Tigers first five run line plus a half. And the San Francisco Giants first five run line plus a half and their full game money line for my six picks today right below that special play of the day monday madness parlay one more time we have the astros minus two and a half the over 214 in the los angeles clippers versus the phoenix suns and the montreal canadians plus one and a half parlay those together and it is right around plus 500 odds it's like plus 494 either way you're right there you got a fresh 20 dollar bill burning a hole in your pocket you can take home a crispy hundred dollar bill this evening once all of this action wraps up and we meet you at the window to cash the monday madness parlay outside of that 11 and 0 clean sweep coming up kids how about 12 or 13 12 or 13 because there is also some other words on the screen here 
the money line dice, ladies and gentlemen. They uh, broke even last week. Mm -hmm. Not too terrible, not too bad. Going to leave the plays up here, give you guys just a little bit more time to check them out, look at them, and get them hammered into your sports books at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. You know the whole drill, the whole deal. Give you just a little bit more time while I tell you about the money line dice. They are now officially on the TTL pod 23, 25, and 1. Chip, 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 chipping away mm -hmm. at that record. And, uh, you know, Mags wasn't here over the weekend. And uh, me and the dice had a conversation. Oh, really? And they said, um, Bub. Hey, Bub. We got a week coming at you. We can't tell you what it's going to be. We can't key you in yet, but just know okay. this week coming up from us is going to be one for the history books. Okay. So it's time to let them roll and do the talking. Today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day for the third and final segment of the uh, first half of the show here today. Let me get these bad boys out of this handy-dandy traveling case. Alrighty. Let me get this also out of the way here real quick. You see the traveling case. You'll soon see the dice live on your screen as well. And also, our friends over at MoneylineDice.com have loads of other dope merchandise, my friends. So if you want to start rolling with the TTL crew or not roll with us, you want to roll on your own and uh, you decide, hey, I'm tired of racking my brain. I need the all-powerful, all-knowing dice to give me a guaranteed lock every single day. Well, hey, we make it super easy for you to join in on the fun. Head over to this episode's description. The second link you're going to see there down at the bottom. It's the Moneyline Dice website. Big, bold letters. Everything's there for you, even the TTL special code. Once you get in there, you put all the stuff in your cart. You know the drill. You do your online shopping. You get to the cart. There is a code box, ladies and gentlemen, and we give you the code TTL10 at checkout. Uh, lets you get 10% off of your first order on MoneylineDice.com. So if you want to go get your own dice, everything's set up right there for you in this episode's description so you don't have to go scrolling through the interweb. We are kind to you. We make it super easy. So get your own Moneyline Dice today and start rolling with the crew. Let's cast some tickets with these dice today. Moving right along here partner set these uh, bad boys over here one two and three all right so told you at the top of the show for today's money line dice roll we have the los angeles angels versus the new york yankees mm -hmm. i uh, did a little bit of gander and a little bit of perusing wanted to potentially take a play on this game but uh way too many question marks mm -hmm. when it comes down to the opposing pitching matchup and various things so the all-knowing dice obviously are going to give us the winning plays out of this game uh but for now partner while i get things set up for our kind viewers their viewing pleasure of the dice on whatever screen they are ingesting the pot on uh you want to lay the scene if you will a little home away little dog fave little total little over maybe some potential storylines going on here in today's game i think i can handle that thank you sir i appreciate it and uh talk to you guys here in a minute all righty so as my partner mentioned angels yankees we've got a couple of shaky pitchers on the mound today dylan bundy for the angels one and seven record six six eight era versus michael king oh and three with a 4.05 era Yankees at home coming in as the favorites, minus 160. Angels, plus 145. 
Run line for the Angels, plus 1.5 at minus 137, so not terrible there. And the Yankees, minus 1.5 at plus 115. We've got the over-under set at 10.5. Over is at plus 100, under 10.5 at minus 115. Yankees getting the public uh, public betting here and the money splits. Yankees 74% of bets with 78% of the money. While the total, some uh, differing opinions here, the public, the bet percentage overall is over 57%. 57% of bets, that is, on the over, while the under is getting 76% of the money. So big money and some sharp money coming in on the under 10.5. You know, these offenses have been a little up and down but I did mention that was kind of part of it where I was thinking the over uh, in one play but these pitchers are a little too damn shaky my friends Dylan Bundy I mentioned 6680 RA a guy that I have enjoyed fading uh, in my time here little hit or miss still though even in June here two earned runs allowed seven earned runs allowed one earned runs allowed so kind of a roller coaster pitcher here you never know what you're going to get uh, in this Angels offense after a nice little stretch there, kind of cooled down a little bit. They put up six yesterday, got the win yesterday, but lost two out of three to the Rays. Lost, uh, you know, the, let's see, one out of their last five. They've, they've won one out of their last five, so things ain't going too well for the Angels here. I was actually leaning towards the Yankees as well, but Michael King is not another guy that I... Uh, like backing myself either, so I stayed the hell away. I will trust the dice, whatever they say, even if they go uh, to the Angels in the over, which was the opposite of what I was saying. I trust the dice today, partner. Are you about ready? Getting close. Getting close, okay. Uh, so, yeah, Michael King, I mentioned, 4 ERA. Not uh, not a guy I like backing. He doesn't go too deep into games, so still a bit of a question mark, even for first five action here. Let's see if I can pull his numbers up lately. He, uh, not too terrible, but doesn't go deep into the games. Four earned runs, two earned runs, three earned runs, two earned runs here in June. So not been terrible. That's a 5-5 ERA still in June as he does not go deep into these games. So it might be a little bit of a bullpen day for the Yanks. And, uh, you know, the Yanks, I mentioned, they were starting to heat up a little bit, but then they just got swept by the uh, the Red Sox in Boston uh, and that offense, three runs, two runs, two runs. So that was a part of the reason why I was leaning towards the under. But we will let the dice decide. We sure will. And without further ado, uh, first things first, appreciate that, partner. Thank you for all that insight. Let's get those dice live. And on the screen, there they are, the beautiful Money line dice, ladies and gentlemen. They are live and in prime time. We'll get them just a little more up there for you so you can see them. Uh, you want to hit that uh, recording button? Sure do. Thank you, good sir. Appreciate it. Here we go. Let's move it right along. You see them on the screen? Let's do the damn thing. First roll, as always, are we going the home team Bronx Bombers or the away team Halos in today's matchup? Without further ado, we will all find out in three, in two, in one. The away team Angels. Away team Angels. That uh, roll on the screen also looks super cool. It like spun on its side. Really? That was pretty doggone nice. sweet. Nice. So there you go. Away team Angels has the first official pick. Now, are the dice going to double down for now the third day in a row since we don't roll on Saturdays and Sundays? Will they be going to, uh, or, or I'm sorry, are they, uh, go? They we haven't got there yet. I'm, I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> Holy shit. Let me back up. 
We have the Angels. Are we going on their money line, or are we taking them at plus one and a half? We will all find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. Money line it is, ladies and gentlemen. So, the dice have spoken for the first best bet of today's matchup. The Angels, money line. Will they now double down for the third day in a row? Will they have us re-roll everything because the lighting was just a little bit off in the studio? Or are they skipping it all and just going to settle at the total? As always, let's find out in let's three, in two, in one. Oh, matey, yes, that is a re-roll. Re-roll. So, ladies and gentlemen, you got to strap in today. It's time to get is that things. Is back-to-back re-rolls? This is back-to-back re-rolls. So, without further ado, let's keep things moving here. Keep things grooving. All right. First things first. Home or away? In three, in two, in one. Sticking with Sticking the, the halos. Okay. Now... Four money line ATS once again. ATS up on the computer. We're going to re-roll, re-roll. a little bit of computer interference. In three, in two, in one. Okay. Money line. Back to the money line. Don't, right. don't like it when it touches any any outside interference. Okay. No, don't know what energies on those things. You know, got to have the dice. All right, and finally the wild card roll. In three, in two. Hey. Home money line? Hey. Holy shit. All right. I don't know what the fuck are they doing. Today. They have no idea, just as much as we have no idea. We have never had this before, folks. So the second re-roll, third official roll, not gonna waste any time. Here we go. Home or away. Staying with the away. Halos it is. Okay. What are we doing here today, Dice? What are we doing, boys? Come on, let's get it together. ATS or money line? Staying money line money again. Line. Right, okay. Dice. Wild card. Dice. Dice. Let's let's go here, boys. Here we, we go, boys. Show to get here, here we guys. go, boys. All right. Under, 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 under. All right. They finally have got it. <laughs> Away, money line, and under. The dice have spoken. If you want a guaranteed take two tickets to the window tonight the money line dice have officially spoken on the los angeles angels money line and the under game total of ten and a half ten and a half runs there you go there you have it in the dice we trust thank you dice thank you dice we appreciate you thank you for your all-knowing rolling abilities Jacked us around there for a couple rolls. Wow. Thank you, Dice. They, uh, hey, you know, they just wanted a little extra screen time. Let these people know how much they really need to get their own dog on I set. Guess. They, uh, they're like, hey, hey, fellas, look, we already know what we're picking. <laughs> we, we, we just need a little extra FaceTime here on the show, okay? One roll hasn't been good enough, so give us three. And once again, the Los Angeles Angels money line and the under 10.5 runs for today's best bets coming from the money line dice. Got some divas. Some divas. They are some divas. I will tell you that. Well, with that being said, let me make sure everything looks well here. This is producer Colt talking right now. Uh, Host Colt has been put away just for a second. uh, Putting away the money line dice as not to uh, miss that step like we almost did on Friday. But thank you, Dice. We appreciate your all-knowing abilities. Thank you, Dice. See you on Tuesday's show. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That does it. 
for the first half of today's show. That uh, is all of the crew's best bets of the day. The Monday Madness special play. Recap those bad boys for you. And now the dice have officially spoken. If you missed anything uh, as far as best bets, anything like that, you're just going to have to hit that rewind button or wait until we get done with the live show because we are moving and grooving right along here today. It is time for the second half of the show. But before we get into the second half of the show, let me remind you, if you're one of the kind folks that just stops by for the first half of the show, just for the best bets, the special play, the analysis, see the dice, the beautiful dice on the screen, and you're about to head out of here, first and foremost, thank you so much for starting your week off with us, getting some best bets and cold hard locks from us to kick your week off. Thank you so much for diving into the trenches with us on a daily basis. If you are for sure gonzo, have a spectacular rest of your Monday unless you have other plans. Let's cash some doggone tickets and don't stay away for too long. We'll see you on tomorrow's show because you know the deal. We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. But for now, time for the second half of the show and one of my favorite moments of every single episode. The Rants and Reactions! All right, partner. Let's drop it into first gear. All righty. Kick it on back just a little bit. I'm ready. And talk some shit. Ransom reactions, my friend. Uh, first things first, let's recap it. Uh, generally takes uh, the longest little bit of time. Uh, but this past weekend's UFC fight night. Told you guys that uh, it was going to be absolutely electric from the first fight of the night on the preliminary card all the way up to the main event. Some good scraps. It delivered, delivered, delivered. Um, still on the fence is how I feel about these afternoon fight cards. Yeah, you know, in yeah, in that case, I liked it because there was... I'm already blanking on which game it was. It would have been the Clippers' Suns. So, I mean, in my case, I liked it because it kind of fit perfectly into my... What an ideal sports viewing afternoon was for me. Because mm. it didn't butt heads with a playoff game. Sure. There was a little bit of a lull there in the afternoon where it might have only been a couple MLB games that I was watching there and obviously no hockey. So for me, this one in particular fit right in because uh, as more of a casual UFC fan, it wasn't uh, you know wasn't like I was going to devote enough attention to it if the playoff if there was an NBA playoff game going up against it. Mm. So it was all good for me, and uh, it seems like you're not uh, sharing the same. Oh, hell, I don't Maybe know, kind of man. I mean, I've just been watching UFC one way for so long. I'm like old man yelling at clouds yeah, right now. Just give like, me the UFC at night. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I I just, I'm so used to that, I guess. But also, too, at least I get to see the entire card this way. The reason they do this is because of just the sheer UFC fan base in England and Great Great sure. Britain and all of that. Because at their time, that's like that's like our usual prime time right. for them. So mm-hmm. they, they absolutely love when uh, we do it here in the mornings. But... One crazy thing that I've been noticing is that these morning cards have been actually a lot better than some of the night cards. Not bad at all. They've been absolutely insane. So what I kind of veering off of that a tiny bit, what I don't understand a little bit, maybe you have different opinions than I do. The UFC has tried to make a conceited effort of putting these afternoon fight cards on the ABC every once in a while. They made a big deal out of it a couple times. Mm Mm-hmm. But a couple times it would be like going up against March Madness in the afternoon or going up against some other big event, at least the last two times. And I was like, well, why didn't they do something like this where they're not really jamming up against anything else? And they kind of could have. I think they're trying. 
I think because the UFC has just been in the dark corner back alleyways yeah. of broadcasting television for the longest time. And right. now they have the ESPN deal mm-hmm. and now they're becoming the face. So they got to try. They got to see what, like, oh, could we rival a March Madness? Could That's we, well, could not only, we, you know? Yeah, I'm not against that. But I was kind of thinking like, oh, well, this would have been the perfect day to kind of own the afternoon at least. Right. That's kind of where my But But my also at your point, it does suck. Like, hey, we absolutely love March Madness. We love fucking UFC. Yeah. How about let's, let's split these up right. a little bit here, boys. Right. March Madness comes around once every year and we get <laughs> right. a fight card every every weekend now. I do, so that is a fair point where you're saying we got to, they got to at least see. A little like, bit of a test. Yeah, that is fair. Yeah, I can, just kind of see, just to get some baseline ratings and sure. Shit, you know fair. you know you don't really ever know i mean you can it's like well, they hey. could come over like hey we sell 7.2 million dollars in pay-per-view yada 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 well what do you do on the networks right you know like those you have a specialty group of people who go and get those pay-per-views what is just john q sample flipping right. through the channels as he's gonna stop and watch two guys right. beating the hell out of each other right so definitely uh, yeah I, I like what you're saying as far as testing it against march madness i just thought yesterday or on saturday would have been like a great test to see like hey not right. much going on in the afternoon maybe we can knock it out of the park here but right anywho i digress hey but uh appreciate you bringing that up but a couple of uh really key key fights to uh talk about here uh first things first um the it didn't kick off the the fight card but it was the second on the fight card uh, if you didn't hear the backstory between uh, Charles Rosa and Justin Janes, yes. yikes. Uh, Justin Janes bet his entire fight purse on himself. Um, 25K. And 25K, roughly 25K. His uh, coaches, everything like that. It was a little little bit more. It was right around in that ballpark. Um, but he lost a unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out looking great. Second round, got touched up. Uh, and it was definitely, it was clearly 1-1, and then it was starting to be clearly 2-1 Rosa into that third round, right. and all of a sudden, James woke up, uh-huh. and James was beating the mess out of him, it looked good, and he rocked Rosa. Yeah. He rocked him, got him fumbling, stumbling, bumbling, back up against the cage, and James suits for a takedown. Mm-hmm. Shoots for a fucking takedown mm-hmm. with over a minute and a half, two minutes on the clock. Puts right. him on the ground and tries to go for a head and arm choke because he realized what he did. He switches the position, gets to the dominant side, and he just cannot get his body off the cage enough to sink in that head and arm choke. Ultimately has to let it go, and by the time he does that, fight's over, and everybody knew it. I mean, he's, he stood up and he knew it. He was losing that unanimous decision. Right. If he did not finish that fight, he was not winning that fight. Um, one of the riskiest things about betting on UFC is uh, it can always go to the hands of the judges, and one of the main mottos of the UFC, if you don't know, is don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Right. So, Yeah, I thought, hey. he had I thought he was getting to get him there right, obviously right before you went for the takedown like you were saying. But, but it wasn't, uh, it would have had to been a 10-8 round, and it just wasn't deserving right, enough right interesting scoring by the judges and obviously maybe you can attest to that more than i can because obviously it was weird because i think it was 29 28 two, se- two separate ways for two different judges and then, and the then one, one was 30 27 yeah so kind of bizarre i mean i i did say 10 9 rosa question mark after the first yeah that one was a tight round it was a very tight round was tight two was definitely rosa yeah. and then i mean i guess you could say the first half of the third was for rosa the second half was definitely jane's but did he do enough i think if he wouldn't have taken him down he might have gotten that fight if he wouldn't have taken him down he just keeps the pressure on for yeah. another minute and a half potentially gets a stoppage if he keeps the pressure on yeah eh, that takedown is what screwed him yeah. and now he well, that might be the last fight we ever see out of Justin James, Maybe. which I, really fucking sucks. I put a little sprinkle on him, but uh, yeah. 
because he's really, really right. good. But hey, uh, such is life. Uh, that's gambling, baby. Yeah, <laughs> well, hey, love the confidence of betting on yourself, betting your purse on yourself. Love that. But yeah, at the end no of the day, question. this is gambling. Uh, moving right along, the Ike Villanueva and Marcin Pracinio fight. I told you guys that one was going to be huge. I was posting uh, replays of all of these. This was the side body liver kick that I posted. Uh, Villanueva was the one that took the shot. Um, it, oh, w- yes. it was so, okay, absolutely okay, brutal yeah. liver shot. Herb Dean, one of the best refs in the game. He's seen those liver shots time and time again. As soon as Villanueva's knees hit the ground, he called the fight. Mm-hmm. It was a great refereeing by Herb. I mean, the the shot that, um, uh, that Marcin landed was ridiculous. And not to mention his corner. His corner moments before that you hear them southpaw southpaw he switches southpaw they say a code word just like every corner does and that left leg comes up into that liver and ball game fight over done that's a wrap paper plastic so told you that was going to be a great fight and it was also told you watch out for jeremiah wells he is coming in from the cffc and he is going to be a dog he came in and he handled Worley Alves with perfection. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. He was throwing bombs. They obviously got into the second round, but the punch he caught him with was the most glancing blow he had caught him with all night, and it put him down. I yeah. I knew he was out as soon as he got it. I'm surprised. I'm not actually surprised that it went as long as it did, but he was out before his knees hit the ground. That was just reflexes him trying to fight back. Like yeah. it was nuts. Yeah, it was a quick one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, suggest you continue to listen up for Jeremiah Wells. He is going to be electric in the UFC. Uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, he obviously did his usual thing, murdered the game. Kennedy and Jakuwu told you about him. He had a great, great TKO against Danilo Marquez. Hanato Moicano had a great fight against High Herbert. Now we're getting into the main card. Missed my main card parlay by one. One, my friends. And it was hashtag don't fade Brazilians. Hyoni Barcelos against Tamur Valiev. And I also tell you, if a favorite gets to minus 220 or above, take the underdog. And he wasn't minus 220 or above until Saturday, about an hour from the main card. Mm. And I said, damn it. Mm. So uh, there was that. Uh, obviously, Andre Feely and um, uh, why am I blanking? Uh, da- Daniel, or uh, yeah, Daniel Pineda uh, was a no contest on that eye poke. You know, Pineda couldn't really see out of his left eye. Granted, he already had a cut on it. Philly was touching his ass up. I don't think the doc should have stopped it, but whatever. Run that fight back, please and thank you. I love Andre Philly. He needs to be back in the cage. That is the best he has looked yeah. ever. Ever that is the best that Andre Philly has looked. He needs to be back in the cage ASAP. Um, and then outside of that, every other one that I picked on the uh, on the main card was solid. Tanner Boser had a great TKO of OSP. Cyril Gan and Alexander Volkov five round heavyweight scrap. Cyril Gan obviously just a little bit more technical with his Muay Thai background and point fighting background. So that was great to watch. But Honestly, too, Tim Means and uh, Nicholas Dalby, that fight was an absolute scrap and a half. I told you that was probably going to be my favorite fight on the main card. It delivered. I'm starting to really see some things here in the UFC, and uh, I think... I think I have all the trends. It, it is. It was extremely hard to cap at the beginning to kind of understand how they set the lines. Why are they doing what? Why is this guy in a specific spot? And now I'm really starting to see some of those trends as far as if they get above a minus 200 favorite, 
fade the mess out of them. Um, that's a really good spot to take a dog. Some other really good spots to uh, to take a favor, really short, like minus 120 to minus 140. So I'm going to continue to refine and finesse my capping abilities here in the UFC. And uh, maybe I'll start giving out some straight plays, too, in addition to my parlay because... Um, Doggone, we're cashing those suckers, uh, and then we miss one and <laughs> miss yeah. the whole parlay. I mean, hey, I, if it's any testament to what you just said, I won some money on. Uh, I backed you on some of those straights on off your parlay there, and I won some money. So heck yeah! So maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll start doing that. Who knows? We'll see. Stay locked in, but sticking with UFC, mm-hmm. we have quite potentially the fight of the year upcoming this weekend, my friend. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Oh, no, it's not this weekend. You're a little early it's next there. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next July weekend. 10th. July 10th. That's right. Ah, we're not in July yet. <laughs> Duh. Got to wait an extra week. So we have an off yeah. week from the UFC. There are no fights this weekend. I'm No sorry. fight night at all? No fight night at all. Damn. Nothing uh, that I can see that they've put on there. Yeah, gone right into Poirier McGregor 3. Damn. So, um, yeah, we won't really talk about it. Might talk a little bit about it on Friday. Maybe just some outlooks if anything's come out. Obviously, the week before McGregor fight, or, or even the week and a half before McGregor yeah. fight is always absolutely electric. Regard, yeah, it'll it'll start buzzing. So you know me, the local UFC guy for the TTL Sports Media crew here. Uh, I'll definitely be sure to get anything out I can find and uh, any videos, any updates, any of that good stuff. If you missed it, sticking with uh, kind of the MMA feel, everything like that, I have become a big fan of the Bare Knuckle Fighting Club. Or not bare knuckle fighting club, bare knuckle fighting championship. Okay. Uh, BKFC. So it's probably the most intense form of fighting that imagine. you can watch, can but it is also the safest form of fighting. Okay. As crazy as that sounds, um, because with some of the for gloves, gloves mm-hmm. are designed to protect my hand, not right. your face. Right. So there are a lot more injuries that can come from those gloves i mean you toss 14 ounce gloves onto a hand you're throwing a 14 ounce sledgehammer at somebody's right. head over and over right. versus just a hand mm-hmm. versus the and it's completely exposed knuckles so the blows are going to glance off right. they're they're going to move they're not going to stick with like mm-hmm. a glove that 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 consistent that you hear right. when you watch ufc are the gloves sticking to the skin right, and that's right. why you see so many rips so with BKFC, it's actually a lot safer. You see a lot more puffy and a lot more shit like that, but right. they have a lot less long-term internal damage. Right. With all that being said, I've gotten really into it, and there are some real electric fights going on. Hector Lombard, if you don't know the name, he has been a dog of dogs forever and ever and ever. Fought in Pride, fought in uh, one championship, uh, fought in the UFC for a while. I mean, he's been in all over the map. Now he's in BKFC. A lot of the old guys from the UFC can't hang up the old gloves. Well, kind of have hung up the gloves, but now we're in the BKFC. So uh, this past weekend, Hector Lombard, I'm not sure what he won, but he had a huge dominant performance. He got um, a championship belt, and then there was something else. So I want to say it was part of a tournament as well because he had a belt and um, and an award medallion on. So they're interviewing him after him, whatever the the uh, announcers in the cage with him talking to him. Hey, Hector, you know how's everything going? Leaning into him. And one of the guys from the weight division in the opponent's camp comes up to Hector Lombard about this close. And from now on, he will know that unless you're uh, wanting to step 
to Hector Lombard, I suggest you come a lot more calmer because he come with his chest all puffed out and looking down at Hector Lombard, who had adrenaline pumping through his veins. Uh And when he got about this close to his face, Hector Lombard said, and this man's eyes rolled back in his head. He stumbled back a little bit and then his and then his hands went up. I mean, I'm talking about eyes in the back of the head, stumbled back to his homies, and then he went. Hector Lombard hit him so fucking hard, his soul left his body. Goodness. You heard the announcer go, oh my word, and just back up. It was absolutely insanity. I retweeted it. Robbie Fox actually um, retweeted some stuff it. about it. <laughs> it was insane. So, uh, word to the wise, if you want to step to Hector Lombard, uh, I suggest you do it very calm and collectedly because he is not afraid to throw hands at so any point in time. So what was the guy doing? Trying to talk shit, basically? Yeah, trying to talk shit to him, pretty much. The, the whole the whole deal and uh, thing behind it was. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty wild as to uh, how that all unraveled because it was a great night for Hector Lombard and then uh, took a couple straight... Uh, I don't remember who the guy's name was. Um, but yeah, it's it's on my Twitter. You guys can see it on my Twitter. Uh, it's it's absolutely insane. I mean, he Hector Lombard, Hector Lombard has power and uh, he showed it again but also one more thing from the uh, BKFC you know Blueface the rapper okay he is now part of the BKFC really and I don't know who Blueface is. So, uh, I, you know, I don't listen to his music. <laughs> I, I really, really, I have not listened to a single song. It is not something that I get into. Blueface. Blueface Bleedem, uh, the one with the Benjamin tattoo on his face, and he's got a blue, camouflage blue house, and, you know, pretty much sounds like a rapper. <laughs> wow, you know, I was thinking of Greenface. That's my <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's, yeah. Either way, he is now in the BKFC and is fighting, I don't, I don't even really know who he is fighting. Basically, I think it's another social media guy. Um, Let me click over to Haymakers real quick just to see if I can see anything on it. Um, Because this looks like it's going to be absolute electricity. Um, These two guys, I don't know how they got them into the cage together. Okay, yeah, so it is... Um, Blueface is going to be fighting in Bare Knuckle FC against the dude who's been stealing everyone's TikToks. Um... I don't know who I don't know who this is. They I I can't and I can't show you guys the video. Obviously, can't really show you the video. All I know that's Blueface. Okay, you know who that is. Nah. Okay, either way, no, we have. It is no longer these exhibition boxing matches. <laughs> these boys not. are saying fuck that. We now have rapper versus TikToker in the BKFC. They are getting real now, ladies and gentlemen. So, I I don't know what's going on. I do know that that fight is coming up on July 23rd. Um, Blueface looks like he weighs about 95 pounds with cement cinder blocks. He was bigger than the other guy. Yeah, yeah, tied to his. uh, So these these guys, I think, are about coming in a combined weight of 175. Uh, You know, I'm obviously a smaller guy, but I at least have a little bit of meat on the bones. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what is going to happen in this fight i don't even i have no idea but uh i'll I'll be sure to keep you guys updated on that as well because we have rapper v tiktoker in the bkfc that does it about all for uh mma in the world of fighting everything i can tell you guys right now i'm gonna uh, make a promise to you guys i am uh i've had a lot of people uh, reach out and, and say hey we want more ufc content we want to know more about it dope 
I'm on. I'm in. I'm in. I'm on it. I will. Uh, I'll start to dive a lot deeper. Try and find some of these uh, side stories and stuff like this we can talk about in ransom reactions. And maybe if I get good at some of the other promotions too, maybe I'll start giving out some UFC, PFL picks, Bellator picks. We'll see what happens. But my promise to you, I'll start bringing you some more uh, MMA fight world news and stuff to rant and react on, so we can all learn together. I'm down with it. Man. How about that? <laughs> more than so there you go. Moving right along. Uh, you mentioned it at the top of the show, my friend. Uh, the PGA Travelers Championship was this past weekend, and we had quite the doozy to uh, finish off yesterday's action. Yeah, eight playoff holes. I mean, I could have watched eight more, but it was honestly like the least drama-filled eight playoff hole tournament or playoff hole playoff that I've ever watched. Eh, it wasn't. I mean, there was a Kramer could have sealed it. There was a little bit of drama, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't over the top. Over the top craziness, I would say. I was. I mean, it was. You would have been. You would have been sweating, sweating, sweating if you would have been on that course. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I don't know, man. The the fans there were kind of halfway through, like hole four or five. They would tie. It. I mean, there was one where uh, English had a chance to win it, and uh, Kramer looked like he was down and out, had a long putt. Kramer made his putt. English missed his short putt. And you could hear the, oh, like we got to walk all the way back to 17, 18, wherever they were. The, 18. They just uh, got to stay at the green. They don't have to walk all the way you back. Could hear the, you could hear the reluctance from the crowd to be moving again. I don't know, man. Uh, they seemed pretty excited on the eighth playoff they, they were. I'm not saying it wasn't electric. I was there actually was going to say they were a little bit more overbearing than what I would like to see at a PGA event. Maybe. Uh, I think they were ready to get the fuck out of there as well. <laughs> yeah, either way, I, I don't, like, I. they were still hooting and hollering and crazy going in the sixth, seventh, eighth playoff holes. And I think, I think it was just beer. a bit over the top i don't know maybe i'm just i'm an old school golf fan that like hey i like getting excited getting pumped but like the whole time they're walking up to their shots like this is not march madness we're not standing in the back oh 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 oh, oh. <laughs> like what are we what are we doing this is the pga stadium <laughs> like, golf baby. like i i maybe i maybe that's where pga is going maybe that i don't know i think maybe the past, fans just haven't been out for so long maybe. like ah. and then maybe it wasn't like oh like you said we were talking last week with phil nicholson where if he says something like tone it down they're gonna tone it down these guys they don't know these guys all too well yeah. i think once you get past three three four playoff holes i think the uh you know the the crowd gets a little uh you know a little antsy a little antsy that's for what sure. I would say as, for as sure. far as that's concerned but yeah i and i mean the players were into it it was they were vibing with it sure. they were smiling they yeah. weren't ever so i mean no big deal no yeah, harm no foul made, I, I made it sound like it was boring it wasn't boring yeah like just, you almost made it sound like the fans are just leaving and like no, oh my gosh like another hole like <laughs> this is the a, worst golf we've point, ever watched was like the way you downplayed it you downplayed the playoff you you're like oh this is the most boring they're really not action packed at all it was eight holes of Back and forth playoff. I mean, there was, there was no birdie. It was like, oh, whatever, no big deal. Because it's one of the hardest holes in golf. Yeah. Did you see where that pin location was? <laughs> they had to hit over a sand trap and water. I didn't think they were going to stop. I thought they were going to keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I, I, I really did too. I thought it was. There I was, thought, well, I thought Harris was going to miss it. I was it downplaying though. that way. There was, <laughs> like, there was at least one point where it, it was like looking like it was going to wrap up and they didn't. And there was a little bit of a. Gah. 
<laughs> yeah, there yeah. was one in there. Yeah, it, it, I mean, overall, it, it absolutely great exciting. tournament. I mean, like uh, I said, I could have watched eight more holes. Yeah. At, at the same time. Yeah, it was a great tournament. Time. Great way to end it. But uh, congrats to Harris English for uh, taking home. Actually, not the crowd favorite. The crowd was chanting for Kramer. Oh yeah. But uh, Harris English takes home the Travelers Championship this year. I sprinkled a little bit on Bubba right before he kicked off, and he he was looking like he was going to take it, and then he fell off a cliff of all cliffs. Mm. Yeah, I don't it, even know uh, how many strokes he dropped, but he. I don't yeah, think, it wasn't I think he good. Fell out of the top ten. Yeah, he was scrapping and making some of those old classic Bubba shots, punching out from behind trees and sticking it about a foot away from the pin, and then yeah, he just Wrong. fell out 13, of contention. 14, out of, was, uh, yeah. yeah, no good. No good whatsoever. But that does it for the PGA. Uh, quick little pit stop by the gridiron. Um, wanted to bring this up. OBJ comeback player of the year? Question mark. Potentially, my man. I mean, I don't even remember. We talked about a couple of guys last week. Talked about Saquon last week. Who was the other one we started off with? I was already blanking. Maybe CMC? Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That doesn't sound right, but I'm just going to say I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But OBJ. For the sake of time here. I mean, I, it's been a few days. We probably could have talked about this on Friday, but he was going not just sprinting. He was a full-on sprint on that treadmill. Watch out for the brownies. So, yeah, I mean. Watch out for OBJ and the Browns, no question. Watch out I, for the uh, Brownies. I don't know who I'm sprinkling some. Uh, I might have to sprinkle some comeback of the player, comeback player of the year, because there's going to be some odds coming up. Yeah, definitely, There'll definitely. Be some good candidates. We'll uh, we'll dive a little bit deeper into uh, the NFL as the week rolls along here. Um, there's there's a couple key things I want to talk about as far as free agency, as far as some stuff coming up, some potential rumors, trade things, stuff, whatever. So we'll get into that as the week rolls along. Um, but for the sake of time, really wanted to, and when we recap the UFC day. They always go a little longer, but uh, wanted to dive deep into the MLB, uh, spend a little bit of extra time here. So uh, once again, the war on sticky stuff rages on. Yesterday, you might have seen my partner, excuse me, uh, might have seen my partner on Twitter losing his mind. <laughs> we have the first sticky stuff ejection. <laughs> And I was just excited. I everybody like kind of minutes until I hadn't else. really <laughs> seen anything around it. I hadn't looked at him like I did. Is he okay? Has he been drinking a lot on this Sunday and see something wrong? Not a drop. So I call him and I say, "Hey man, what uh, what game was that out of?" He's like, "That's the Sox in Seattle game." And I was like, "Oh well, nobody's watching that fucking game. That's why, except Sox fans." So then sends the the video to Twitter, and then. I lost my mind. I was like, okay, I got to do some research on this. <laughs> so what happened? It, I mean, we saw it live in prime time, the entire process, right? So it was Santiago, Santiago. Hector Santiago, former White Sox pitcher, former White Sox pitcher, yeah. Hector Santiago. So game gets stopped. The umps go out. They start checking. Well, it was that he was coming off. Uh, I don't know if it was mid pitching change or if it was. I think it was the end of okay. the inning. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So end of the inning, he's getting his check, and they flag it. So then they take his glove. They give it to. Well, I first it took all four umps to say like, yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Like all all four is like, okay, yeah, that's that's something. Oh shit, okay. So then they give it. It's not adjudicator. Uh, why is that word uh, on my head? Authenticator. Authenticator. There you go. Uh, pretty close. He puts it in. 
what appears to just be a fucking glade glad trash bag and i don't know if and i was i i don't know if i was i'm actually i didn't hear the uh, seattle broadcast talk about it because i was obviously watching the white Sox, and i don't know if jason benetti was like being sarcastic but he goes and now they're sealing it in this uh like he made it sound real scientific and i'm like that's just a hefty bag yeah it that's was just a hefty it bag. was literally a hefty bag <laughs> like it was it was a hefty bag was it like and some evidence bag the or... guy just kind of like folds it all up within <laughs> itself doesn't even like tie it just kind of folds it all up within itself like, and then he- stuffs it underneath his seat and then looks up on the field and goes <laughs> and just the goofiest <laughs> fucking shit i've ever seen in my life what if it was one of those scented trash bags and now we got a third substance in the yeah, mix when they're testing it or something what are we doing here are they boys? taking it to a scientific what are we lab doing? to actually well then then he grabs another bag and starts fiddling around with another bag so if i'm wondering at some point in time he transferred glove out of first bag into second bag off camera we never saw I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is that the jury is still out on what exactly this is. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not sure if it's actually a sticky stuff or a foreign substance. What the umps were checking out, and it very well could be, they were checking out the eyelets, the holes on his glove, right. where all the stitching comes together, right? So potentially, yeah, you could stick some type of sticky stuff in there and maybe use some some form of a kind of a pinch in between it maybe like that something but also the broadcasters were talking about how you can either insert that or have that or roughen them up to where you can cut the baseball on mm-hmm. that and get more spin now obviously cutting the baseball is the original let me get more break on my ball right but also, it could be the sticky stuff. I'm not sure what they what they found. It was so hard to kind of tell from what you saw. It looked more like they were looking at the eyelets and like trying to see if it, it like it was cuttable, like if they could. But also at the same time, who knows? Yeah, I don't know, man. He he claimed after the fact. I don't know if it was post game or whatever it was, but he claims it was just rosin, which mm. uh, he was using because it was a hot day, sweaty day. So when sweat and rosin mixed together. You know, that's the conclusion. I think after a week or so of uh, some June baseball, I think we would have ran into that problem once before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yesterday would have been, uh, oh, hey, you know, it's above 85 degrees and now First the guy. rosin sweat mix is uh, exactly the, uh, you know, the red flag that we're, uh, you know, the devious red flag that yeah. we were not looking for. But yeah, I, you know, I don't know. As far as Santiago goes, he's got 10 days off while uh, all this piece uh, becomes authenticated and I. Uh, hits the lab his glove hits the lab all that shit so i I, I gotta see this lab that they got cooked up for these gloves i gotta see just everything behind (laughs) this man the way that that whole thing was handled into glade bag or glad bag just like okay play ball (laughs) because it was no like that's not an exaggeration if you didn't see it it wasn't like some it was a joke it was a joke it was a garbage bag with uh it was a white garbage bag you saw the gray little uh you know the pull straps there it was a garbage bag it was a garbage (laughs) bag like you said he kind of folded it up and then and then just stuffed it under his seat and (laughs) gave a big old thumbs up (laughs) okay away we move here boys so uh War on Sticky Stuff rages on, my friends. We will continue to cover it in the most comical way we know how. Uh, it's it's a joke to us. We're going to keep covering it. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, well, hopefully for anybody's namesake, no big names get tossed out. But uh, for our benefit, hopefully uh, something happens. Like I don't, I don't even know what I'm rooting for anymore. Like I'm sick of this joke, but at the same time, I love it. Yeah. I mean, did you see Scherzer yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blatantly taking off his hat, wiping his head, and slapped himself on the head about six times, man. I mean, this 
this uh, is far from over, so we will guaranteed continue to cover it. Didn't get any fireworks last time, but Trevor Bauer back on the mound tonight. Two dominant pitchers, Bauer Hour versus DiSclefani, so who knows? There could be mention, all types of eyes. Not to mention Garrett Cole got beat the hell out of him beat to shit. Saturday, I believe. He got Woo. beat to shit. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I tweeted out um, a gif of a uh, guy... Can we go back? We have to go <laughs> back. Go back. <laughs> Garrett to, uh, Cole after five runs in the first inning. Yeah, I didn't see what it was afterwards, but not to, uh, I tweeted it out. Garrett Cole's Cy Young odds, uh, as the game was still going on, he gave up a few. He was still sitting at like minus 170. Uh, I'm not taking any of that action, man. No, I'm not buying it whatsoever. <laughs> I think it's uh, just the books trying to get the public to side on over for sure. Those Yankees diehards, man. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Well, sticky stuff rages on. We'll continue to cover it. You know that is a promise. But moving on, last two pit stops, quick pit stops. We've already kept you here for an hour and a half, and we still got some motivation minutes, or I got some motivation minutes to dish out to you. So first things first, the hardwood NBA playoffs rage on tonight. Clippers, Suns, you got some of our analysis and what we're feeling about that game. Uh, as for the Bucks and the Hawks, a uh, bit of a rough beat for the Hawks last night. They really let one slip away there. Um, still feeling confident in my championship ticket. This has happened to the Hawks plenty of times before. They'll be okay. And uh, Trey Young stepping on that ref, ref's foot is really some bullshit. And uh, the ref just running down the court and not even acknowledging mm-hmm. anything to it kind of chapped me on that. But, hey, it's all right. Uh, you know. You battle through adversity, you get back up, and you keep going. Yeah. they got Chris Middleton was a walking bucket in the fourth quarter. If he has any semblance of that going forward, it's going to be a quick one in this one. Not to say that he will, because he's obviously, you know, he doesn't tend to be that consistent whenever he puts up a game like no. that. But uh, he was lights out, and he won that game for the Bucks. Yeah, definitely did. He had, what, 18 in the fourth quarter with still like know, yeah. three or four minutes to play. He, so. Yeah, he didn't miss. It was a certain point that he just didn't miss. Yeah, so now uh, the Bucks got the 2-1 lead. Game four in Atlanta. We'll see what happens. I think the Hawks can take it. We'll see what the line comes out at. You obviously know. I think it's already out. I just haven't looked deep right, into right, it. They probably. didn't have a total out either. Uh, but we'll be sure to cover that. We'll have uh, we'll have best bets and everything coming on there for you too. And then Ty Lu. Back to the games, uh, tonight's game, to games night, uh, tonight's game. Uh, Ty Lue says that this 3-1 deficit is possible for his Clippers to overcome, and you know what? Frankly, I believe him. You think so? I believe him. If uh, if the man Kawhi Leonard was walking through that door, I would say it's believable. I don't want to say it's unbelievable, but, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, as I'm going to say this, I'm going to talk myself into it. I think it's... Uh, if anything, if it goes to seven games, I think the Suns take care of it at home. But, I mean, I could see the Clips taking care of it tonight. I would be shocked if, uh, you know, I'm never that big of a conspiracy guy. But as far as 3-1 series go with the NBA, I uh, might be back in the Clippers tonight to uh, extend this series. Boy, do I know that. But then we get into the Clippers going back home. I could see the Clippers taking game six at home if they get there. And then, uh, like I said... I think the Suns would take it in seven if it gets to seven, but uh, I, I it could be doable. interesting. It's it could doable. be interesting. We'll see what all uh, what all shakes out with the old Clips and Suns here tonight. I I can't I can't choose a side right now either. So that's kind of why we went to the total and I uh, think we got some solid value there. And then uh, one final little bit of news came out over the weekend. Here it came out yesterday. Sonsi Billups signs a five year deal to become the new head coach of the. 
Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Trailblazers. I couldn't think of Portland. Uh, <laughs> how about that? What do you think about old Seabill coming back into the league? Huh? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty respected as a basketball mind. I uh, I like it. I'm a big Damian Lillard fan. There's been rumors swirling around him. Uh, I feel like that's a little bit overblown. He basically came out and said that he, or I, mean, I don't know if he came out and said it or rumors came out that he wants to, you know, be a bigger contender going forward and people kind of took that as him wanting out of portland not to say that that's not the case but i bring him some tools maybe i i, I think that he would prefer to at least uh, if they unless they say you know we're gonna see what we can do and you know maybe then it would be like all right fuck you guys get me the hell out of here right but i do think he's gonna give him a chance to uh, at least retool here for one year give him some firepower and uh i like chance i've always been a big chauncey Billis same. fan. so same man so that I'm piston scene was one of on my it. favorite that yeah that piston scene with him and rip hamilton mm-hmm. and ben wallace like that had to be one of my favorite sure. detroit teams growing up like I, they i know i'm supposed to hate detroit being a bulls fan uh-huh, but uh-huh. man that was one of my favorite teams to watch yeah, growing up just one of those teams that broke the trend of you have to have two bona fide one or two bona fide superstars like they had four or five just you know uh not not superstars but you know like borderline stars all stars so right anyways i uh, i like the signing i uh i hope uh like i said i'm a big damian lillard fan probably my favorite player in the league so i hope they can get some firepower for him heck yeah there you go nba hardwood nonsense moving right along last pit stop the nhl ice uh nothing crazy to discuss talk about quite yet told you how we see tonight's game playing out between the habs and the lightning Hopefully my Habs can take game one. They need to set the tone, see what's happening, but uh, I think they can get the job done here, partner. Take a game one, man. Look out. Look out. That is for sure. Look Not out. Not dead if, I mean, no, neither team is dead if they don't get tonight, but uh, if the Habs can get game one, I don't know. Look out, my friends. So uh, I will definitely be locked in. You know I'll be pumping out content on that as well because I have been all over the halves for the last month and a half, and you know I'm not just going to jump off the train here at the last minute. No. It's time to... Get another seatbelt on, toss some more coal in the oven, and keep steaming on down the tracks with these Habs, baby. So there you go, NHL. Uh, we'll probably, no, not probably. We will definitely bring you uh, any ranting and reacting on uh, from tonight's game on tomorrow's show. So make sure you stick around uh, for tomorrow's rants and reactions. We'll do all that for you. Outside of that, uh, for I uh, wrap things up here uh, with some motivation minutes, get y'all kind folks out of here. Uh, first things first, Linktree, remember to uh, go and hit that bad boy if you're looking for any additional TTL crew content, everything, stuff like that. Working on a website in the background, working on a few other additional things that we will be adding to the Linktree. Uh, so make sure you just hit that so you don't have to go searching all over social media or any other websites or just the web in general. We put it all in one space. So just hit that Linktree. You'll find all of our social medias, all of our additional content as always. So you consume it however and whenever you please. If you want our full best bets of the day and not just the best bets that we give on the ttl pod which are obviously our most confident ones or just the special play anything you want all of the bets that we place throughout any given day of gambling make sure you follow us on the action network app you can follow me at cash underscore with underscore colt follow our mags at our mags surprise surprise in all capitals and you can follow the crew at talking the line to get the best bets from the pod every day in case you miss an episode or can't stop by for a best bet recap 
there's that reminder. And then last but not least, uh, stay tuned, stay locked in. We got some big, big stuff coming right up around the corner here. Some big announcements to make. Uh, and it's just been a slow grind, so go process. But very, very soon, things are going to start changing yet once again. And the TTL Sports Media crew, as you know it, will continue to evolve. So make sure you stay locked in and do not leave the rocket ship because we are about to enter orbit. However, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode 68 here today on this beautiful June 28th, 2021. All right. Just had to mention it for a minute. I don't know if you saw it yesterday or not. Posted it on Twitter. Did you see the disc golf? Yes. What an electric show that was, Absolutely. My Absolutely. I have been such a fan of disc golf. So have I. I've life. played it casually for the last 15 years. Not, you know, never super consistently, but I've always enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I've, I feel like I've just never had the resources and time or, you know, location to do it often. But I, I pulled it open, the clip itself. And then at first I was shocked, like, there's this many people watching golf. Then the dude makes a shot. By the way, it was the world championship, 18th hole. This dude, had, I think he needed to make this to send it to a playoff. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, without even knowing that, I was like, oh, my gosh, this people watch golf. And then he throws it. And then it's a full, full gallery down the entire fairway. Oh, there's the all hole. types and of I people. Said, oh, my gosh. There's all types of people. And this was, without a doubt, as crazy of a crowd reaction as I've ever seen in my entire life. Cold-blooded. The place goes nuts. I thought uh, if you close your eyes or you blank out half of it, you would have thought you were watching Tiger Woods tie it on 18 at Augusta. It was every bit of a 100, 125-yard shot, Yeah, I would say. Oh, I think it was over 200. Really? I think so. Goodness great. Yeah, that was just me eyeballing <laughs> just then, from what I could see. And then the announcers were losing their minds. That was oh the clutchest thing gosh. I've ever seen. I mean, just out. And just curve <laughs> into the basket. I mean, it, it was nasty. And the place goes nuts. Half the dudes, people are mauling him. Like it was like, yeah. eh, like Hank Aaron hitting his, uh, you know, career five hundred. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the career uh, record breaking home run. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. dudes are on the field yeah. like chasing him after him. Yeah. <laughs> is that not? Yeah, it was. So insane. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was. I was la- I like no disrespect. I was laughing because I was like. This many people like disc golf? Like I'm amazed. Yeah, man. It like, was let's get some TV rights for these was, guys for God's sake. It was hilarious, man. I I uh I couldn't believe the <laughs> I electricity. Watching it. Yeah, I couldn't believe the electricity. And then the shot to boot. And then he's just practicing out there and just <laughs> graceful. I'm yeah. not hating. It sounds yeah. that might sound like I'm disrespecting. Disc I'm not golf is top notch, yeah. especially to watch it. So make sure you visit our mag's Twitter page. Make sure you scroll through, go back and watch that video if you haven't seen it, because it is electrifying. I can assure you of that. Disc golf might be the next sport up on the sport radar. Of the sport, sport of the future. Sport of the future. At uh, at least as to what it appears to be here. But you heard it here first on episode number six of the TTL pod. Thank you for your sidebar partner. As always. Appreciate it. All right, my friends, that does it for today's rants and reactions and everything in between. Let's uh, get this show wrapped up with... uh the only way I know how here. Go ahead. A little bit of Colts motivation minutes. And uh, something short, sweet, quick for you. Uh, we've been uh, we've been done had you folks here for well over an hour and a half. So uh, let's get you guys just a little bit of motivation and get y'all on out of here. You hear? So today, wanted to share a little bit of a quote and uh, just a little additional perspective uh, behind this quote. The quote is from the legendary Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And his quote reads, If something stands between you and your success, move it. Never be denied. 
And that really hit me. Uh, it's, uh, that's some pretty powerful stuff because you can look at that from a lot of different perspectives. And I mean, just think about the words. Whatever stands between you and your success, move it. It doesn't matter if it's a relationship. It doesn't matter if it's a job. It doesn't matter if it's it's a any one of the million challenges you could think of. I, I don't even have to waste time talking about the challenges. There's no. so many doggone many of them. But you have the power to move it. You have the power to make the choice right now to say, I'm not going to let this thing stand in my way of reaching my ultimate goals and attaining success any longer. The key is realizing that. Only you have that power. You can't just sit around and wait for these obstacles and challenges to disappear and hopefully one day you'll be able to see past them and, and everything will be all, all good. I preach on it a lot. Life takes balance. You're going to have to have that moment of, I'm going to have to be a little still, but I also got to give a little bit of effort here too. And when you start to let life kind of handle itself, but just get up and go to work every single day, give your best effort every day. And if anything is standing in your way, do whatever it takes to move that thing out of your way, you will start to see success in your life. I don't want to ramble on and, and tell you a bunch of needless nonsense and filler fluff words because uh, this is pretty straightforward. Uh, there's nothing that I can tell you guys more here. You, you have to want to, though. You have to want to move those things out of your way. There's nobody, nobody that's going to be able to do it for you. You might have a partner that can be a little bit of a, a helping hand from time to time, but nobody's going to move those challenges or obstacles or that bad relationship or that dead-end job. Nobody's going to move that out of your life but you, and you have to make that decision too. So today... I just want you to remember this quote, remember some of my words, some of the perspective behind it, but I will leave you with this. If something stands in between you and your success, move it. Never be denied. And that does it for my motivation minutes today. I like it, man. Yeah, there's definitely no need to uh, add all the filler words because it matters. You know, every single person, like you said, is going to have a different different perspective on this. And another way that I see it as is just no excuses. Mm. No excuses. Absolutely. Figure it Absolutely. Out. Yeah. It's uh, kind of one of those, one of those. Let your mind spin on it. Uh, yeah. Spin on the quote. Spin on some of the the words that I said. Uh, kind of definitely one of those rabbit hole kind of deals. Yeah, no so, um, yeah. Go get it today. Move whatever's been in the way. What's ever been been hindering you from reaching that success. Today is your day to move it, my friends. So that officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Short and sweet, nice, easy message for you. Give you something just to get you a little, little extra kick to get you through this Monday. But as always, let's wrap up yet another episode of the TTL pod. Holy smokes, my friends. We have uh, gotten through 68 episodes now. Mm -hmm. Cannot believe we are already through that. Uh, before you know it, we'll be clipping through 100, and there will be all types of new updates and different stuff coming. As always, thank you guys so much for your support. Uh, I mean, getting up every single day and doing this and, and tackling 
the challenge that you guys have no idea some of the stuff that we face behind the scenes but we love it we absolutely love it we love learning it's a research it's a grind and and we would not be able to continue to do it every single day without you guys uh we continue to do this for you we appreciate all your support all your following your likes your shares your comments all that stuff you know the deal you know the drill you know what i always say it just helps make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and that's Ultimately, we want what we want to do. We want to keep bringing you bigger and better content, uh, bigger and better things, and uh, just all types of uh, different stuff to ultimately make a incredibly interactive and um, positive community. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we're after here. So, if you got in early, you are part of that community first. Thank you so much. We cannot tell you how excited we are to have you here. And uh, we're just going to keep pumping out great stuff for you day in and day out. But without further ado, let's send you kind folks on your way. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. For myself and Mags, we thank you so much for stopping by today's show We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.